This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Wednesday the 23rd of March. In your Squiz today, the UN takes a swipe at Australia. More jail time for Alexei Navalny. Get your brollies ready. And which generation really uses the most amount of water? This is your Squiz today. The Secretary-General of the UN, Antonio Gutierrez, has taken a swipe at Australia's environmental policies while speaking at a global sustainability summit. Australia was singled out as a holdout amongst developed nations when it comes to committing to more ambitious emissions reductions targets. He's warned that countries are sleepwalking to climate catastrophe if they continue to rely on fossil fuels. Yeah, that's right, Larissa. He really focused there on coal in particular, which he labelled a stupid investment. And uh, this commentary all comes against the backdrop of that big climate summit in Glasgow last year that we discussed. PM Scott Morrison went to that summit, but that was without a stronger 2030 emissions reduction target or a commitment to phase out coal. Uh, What Australia did agree to is a target of net zero emissions by 2050. But that's really Guterres's big gripe. He says that if the world continues on the same path, we can forget get a temperature rise of one and a half degrees Celsius by the end of the century. He says it'll be more like two degrees Celsius, which he says will be a catastrophe for the world. Uh, Now, in terms of how these comments have landed, Simon Bradshaw from the Climate Council in Australia said it was quite unprecedented for Guterres to specifically name check Australia. Uh, The Morrison government, though, shrugged off the criticism. Senior frontbencher Paul Fletcher said that the chattering classes of the UN can say whatever they want, but that Australia was delivering outcomes on its climate policies. While we're on environmental topics here at home, the Great Barrier Reef is also under the microscope this week. It's being monitored by scientists from UNESCO for the next 10 days. That's all part of an agreement that was made when it seemed like the reef could lose its world heritage status. Yes, yeah, so UNESCO, which is the arm of um, the UN that looks at science and the environment, it wanted to put the reef on the endanger list, but the government lobbied for that not to happen. And in a form of compromise deal, it actually asked the scientists from UNESCO to come out on this monitoring mission to keep a close check on the reef's health. So this group's arrived at a really interesting time because there's new concerns about a mass coral bleaching event that happened over summer. So the scientists are here they're having a look at the reef they'll complete a progress report by early may and then that will be before the world heritage committee in june and what comes out of that will be up to whichever government is then in power to deal with Over to Russia now, prominent Putin critic Alexei Navalny has been sentenced to nine years for fraud. Squizzes would remember he survived being poisoned by the nerve agent Novichok back in 2020. Yeah, he really very nearly died from that attack too and he recovered slowly in Germany and made that big move to go back to Russia. When he did so, he was arrested and tried on charges of breaking his bail conditions. So he was already in jail, but overnight there was the conclusion of this fraud trial, which critics have actually labelled a sham. Prosecutors accused him of stealing 4.7 million US dollars of donations to his now banned organisations, 
and that included an anti-corruption foundation. Uh, so after this new sentence, he'll be moved to a maximum security jail in the east of the country. Uh, his spokeswoman labelled this another monstrous crime being committed inside Russia. And this all comes amidst the ongoing bombardment of Ukraine, the city of Mariupol specifically being labelled by Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky as a city in ruins. Yeah, there's still around 100,000 people trapped inside Mariupol who are trying to get out. Zelensky has also made an address to the Italian parliament overnight. He's appealed to Pope Francis for help in brokering peace with Russia. A check-in on the weather now, Eliza. Australia's east coast is due for more rain and a bit of a cold snap on the way. Ugh, more rain. Uh, so more many rain. people on the East Coast must feel that they've only just put the mops away after the last deluge. But uh, forecasters say Sydney could cop 100 millimetres of rain from today onwards. It might reach as far up the coast to Queensland. Uh, so those areas are already very soggy and sodden after the last deluge. But the cold front is also bringing cold weather. Melbourne is expected to plunge to about 12 degrees with similar temperatures in Hobart and Adelaide, so perhaps time to get the fleece out too. Oh, sounds cold. Mm -hmm. Got to get the mind ready for those kinds of temps coming with (laughs) winter. And as for Western Australia, there's a tropical cyclone developing off the northern coast there, tropical cyclone Charlotte. It's expected to bring wind and rain from Friday. Sounds like all the country is about to need to get the brollies back out. It was announced yesterday that the Australian Defence Force will be launching a new division, not on the land, sea or air, Eliza, all the way up in space. Tell us about the new Space Command. Well, it's officially operating after yesterday being opened by Defence Minister Peter Dutton. It's all about space being the new frontier for warfare. So this Space Command will have its eyes on the threat of hypersonic missiles and satellites used in war. Now, these missiles uh, initially get launched into space space before coming back down to Earth, and they apparently travel faster than 6,000 kilometres per hour. And Peter Dutton yesterday said that space is important. It's the new realm for conflict. He says space is already becoming congested with Russia and China developing this new level of weaponry, and that while our space command was quite modest compared to, say, the US, it's a necessary endeavour to protect our national interest into the future. Yeah, he says that space will take on greater military significance in the 21st century. If you're in the market for a new car, firstly, lucky you. Secondly, don't hold your breath. With everything that's going on in the world right now, Eliza, there are wait times of up to 12 months on some popular car models. Yeah, this was really a pandemic issue, wasn't it, that's managed to stretch into our COVID normal period. So these delays are down to the ongoing global computer chip shortage, which has been exacerbated by lockdowns and shipping delays and more recently the war in Ukraine. Uh, Most cars these days really rely on chips to function and the shortage has seen global car production fall by about 40% in some markets. So if you're considering a new car, you might want to consider the fact that the prices jump by about a quarter and used cars are also up by 50% according to some measurements. So I don't know, something to factor in. All prices though, as we know, are going up at this Mm. stage. Very true. But uh, just one more thing to add to the list, more expensive and quite long wait times. 
Conversations about water usage, especially when it comes to things like how long you take a shower for, can be big topics for discussions in households. Now, a new report shows just how much water each generation uses. Yes, so this report is from a group called Smart Approved Watermark, which certifies and promotes water-efficient products and services. In September last year, they surveyed about 1,000 people aged between 18 and older, and they've concluded that baby boomers use the least amount of water at 53 minutes a day. Perhaps they've got a more frugal (laughs) mindset, while millennials used most at 2 hours and 11 minutes. Now, I put myself in that group because I do love a nice, hot shower, particularly as those temperatures Mm. plunge. Uh, But the group has found that if Aussies were more conscious of when and how they reach for their taps, everything from the shower into the kitchen, they might be more mindful about turning it on in the first place and may actually start using less water. The report says that the average person runs a tap for 88 minutes a day, rinsing things in the kitchen and filling up bottles, also big drivers there. It's an interesting report. I'll pop a link in your episode notes if you need fuel for any of those household conversations. I know there were big topics in mine when I was growing up about how long you're having a shower for. Uh, of course, you can also find that in the Squiz Today newsletter. That's about all from us today. If you are new to what we do here at The Squiz, you might not know that we also have a news podcast for kids. It's called Squiz Kids. Kid-friendly news without the nasties. Perfect for kids aged 8 to 12 years old. Great to put on over breakfast or on your way to school. And if you're a teacher, we have a program called Squiz Kids for Schools that gives you resources to use in the classroom each day that align with the podcast. All well worth checking out. Head to squizkids.com au or search for Squiz Kids in your podcasting app. Have a good Wednesday and we will be back with you tomorrow.